Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Alicia Tete, who is a therapist serving the North Carolina area and has also been a storyteller on BSIC. Before today, she will be sharing her third birth story with us. Hello, Alicia. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. So I don't think you understand again. the joy we have when people come back. <laughs> the, the the crazy people with multiple kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, right. For those who may not have connected to the first time you were here, can you reintroduce yourself by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Absolutely. So I, um, my name is Alicia Tete. I'm located in Charlotte right now, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I am the mother of three. I have a set of twins who will be three in August. And then I have a little baby who'll be one in August. Um, they are actually two years and a day apart. So the twins are born August 15th and Luna was born August 16th. Um, so, yes, that is that is my little tribe. I love the name Luna. Mm-hmm. We call her Luna Moon. Luna Moon. Oh, she's sweet. Can you tell us how your pregnancy was with Luna? Yes. So, I'm trying to think. So, Luna was a surprise baby. Um. We were not planning for her. Um, And I feel like because I was pregnant with twins the first time, the second time I kind of like knew what to expect. So I didn't have as many questions. I was just kind of like, eh, with the doctors. Um, And I got pregnant with her in the pandemic. Or mm, that can't be true. She was born in 2020. Sorry. These days are kind of running together. So I got pregnant in 2019. So it was the start of the pandemic, which means um, her dad couldn't come to any appointments. And I was talking to, I had a midwife. I I went through the same hospital initially, but this time they had added midwives to the team since I had been back. I'm like, oh man, yes, give me a midwife, give me a black midwife. Shout out to Alex. Um, And I was thinking like, this time around, you're going to do it the way you wanted to do it before. You're going to have a home birth. And so ever since the beginning, I had to convince the kid's dad, Solomon. He was like, "Ah, I don't know. Um, Are you sure? I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be great. So I started the beginning of the pregnancy going to the hospital appointments by myself and then eventually um, transitioned to the midwife who um, delivered Luna at home. She started coming to see me at home. So I worked through the pregnancy, same with the twins, worked out, no issue, no morning sickness or anything like that. I was just, you know, pregnant, pregnant and hot. I was pregnant in the summer. Um, so the pregnancy was good. And so this being round two, like you said, there, you feel like it's, we did, we've been here, done that. But mm-hmm. was there any additional prep beyond like building your birth team and also shifting to like, yes, I want a home birth, but what did yeah. prep look like? 
So I had a lot of questions and I was trying to find people, honestly, people of color who had home births and I couldn't find any. Um, I was like stalking people's Instagram, like who can I connect with that's had a home birth? And then in North Carolina, there was only at the time one midwife who did, one black midwife who did home births. And she um, is a woman from New York. And um, so I was trying to do all my exercises. You know, they give you the herbal list. I bought that expensive ass birth and tub that I didn't use. I was pissed about. Um, so I was preparing in that way. So I was like reading and I had like the hypnobirthing book from the from when I was pregnant with the twins. And <clears throat> I wanted my friend who is a doula, like her regular job, she's a labor and delivery nurse, but she's also a doula. I wanted her to be my doula, but she was pregnant with me. And so she, she couldn't be my doula. And then I had another friend who is a doula too, but she wasn't able to um, step in because of the date. And so I had a brand new doula. Um, oh, but one thing that I did, I forgot about this. So one thing I did do, cause me and like four friends were pregnant at the same time. And so I put on a mother's blessing for us that I also found randomly on the internet. Um, and so this was like in the middle of the pandemic. So everybody was like, you know, like not touching, but I got a girl to come in and paint our bellies. Um, and then I got pictures of everyone and their partner. I made like a little slideshow. I did a um, little station where we can have like, um, we can make bracelets with the scents. Um, I had everybody's partner write them a letter um, telling them like how much they mean to them. So it was a really, I mean, everybody was crying. It was so good. I got like flower crowns made. So yeah, that was really, that was the highlight of the pregnancy because nobody had a baby shower um, because of the pandemic, you know? So I was like, man, we're going to do this. and. Um, it was so nice. It was very nice. I forgot about that. Um, so yeah, did that and, um, had a new doula team. So the doula was coming over to prep, but here's where I messed up y'all. I had all this great intention about like the pregnancy and the birth, but I left off after birth. I left off that part post, like, I don't know in my head, I forgot. So that is that this time around, that's where I really um, my preparation was not as intentional. Do you think that and we'll talk about postpartum more, but um, I just know that like with the previous birth with the twins, having had a surgical birth and the challenges mm -hmm. with that healing process in itself. Um, do you think that you kind of like almost thought, well, I'm not going down that road this time. Um, things are different. Um, or maybe even yes. just blocked it all out. Like, like I think it's both. Mm -hmm. I think it was both. I think it was. Um, I had definitely blocked it out because it was so much, and it was part of the reason why I wanted a home birth, right? But then the other part of me was like, "This is gonna be fine." I've seen the pictures and people like birth in the tub, and it's gonna be so beautiful. And it was not that. Okay. <laughs> It was not that. <laughs> well, come on, Alicia. 
tell us the real and raw. Tell us the real and raw. Man. Tell us about that birth. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you see the videos and, you know, you see the photos and people just talk about like the strength of a woman. You know, she's at home and the music is playing and then the baby just slides out in the sub. That shit is not real. <laughs> that is false. Okay. It- <laughs> They've been posting in the edited version. That's what it is. It's just the edits. Some good editing. <laughs> that Instagram version. That Instagram. Listen, it 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 was painful. It was so painful, and and not what I envisioned. You know, so you have this idea of like, okay, it's gonna be like this, and it was not that. In my head, we were gonna already move in, be moved into our home because we were in a two bedroom apartment at the time. So we were we were gonna be in a home, hardwood floors, the birth and sub. No, the home process did not. It was a month or two behind. So I labored in that apartment, probably against apartment rules. Um, the birth and sub fit in the living room, but my my midwife did not want me to get in it because she said it slowed down the, the birthing process. I went into labor on the twins' birthday. I I decided foolishly to take the twins. We decided to go to a you know like the little petting zoo places. My kids love animals, so we spend the day walking around with animals. And Solomon is like, that's probably what induced your birth. Like, why would you do that? But whatever. So we're walking around. You know, the kids are loving it. So that afternoon, because they're, I think their um, god mom was here too, uh, both their god moms. So one of the god moms were gonna had already planned to take them whenever I went into labor, and then one god mom was down for the birthday. So we're singing happy birthday. All of a sudden, I'm starting to like have these contractions. I fall to the ground. So one of the twins, my daughter, she's an empath. She's very, she can feel, you know, she feels a lot, and so she crying. So I'm crying. She crying because I'm crying. So then I'm trying to stop crying, but I'm in so much pain. I could not help myself. Um, and I think uh, my podcast, my my friend, my podcast co-host, she was over because I think Solomon had ran to the store. And so she's panicking. Like, Alicia, please don't have this baby. I'm like, sis, it don't happen that fast. Trust me. Just, I'm okay. But I'm like on the floor, like downward dog. And she's panicking on the phone, like, Solomon, please come home. I was like, Aaron, I promise the baby does not slide out. The shit got to be pushed up. Stuff, the, the baby got to be pushed out. It ain't going to slide out. I wish it did. Um, So she's panicking. So he comes back home and we're like, boom, it's it. This is time. So we called a doula. Oh, no, we called a midwife. She's three hours away. And she's telling Solomon that you may have to deliver the baby without me. And he's like, sis. I cannot deliver this baby without you. Like, are you on the way? Like, what is happening? So she was at like her grandmother's birthday or something. My regular doula was out of town because I don't know why she was out of town. So they had to send a backup doula. So I'm in the apartment. I'm got, I got them to turn the lights down, have my playlist going. And I'm just walking around the apartment, y'all, just laboring all over this little bitty 1,200 square feet apartment. Walking around, squatting, pushing, walking around, squatting, pushing, wondering what did I sign myself up for? Okay. What what how how did we get here? Um, my friend who was a doula, she did come over at one point. She's just talking to me. I'm like getting in and out of the tub, in and out of the tub. Um 
the midwife got there like in the middle of the night. She was like, why don't you guys try to have sex? I was like, sis, I can't think right now. Like in between the contractions, like I, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I can't, I, I'm just trying to make it like through the next, you know, to the next one. And she's like, well, why don't you try to sleep? And I'm like, sleep? You want me to sleep through this pain? So at this point, I'm like naked, walking around my apartment, just laboring everywhere, okay? Trying to push, using the bathroom, no baby. Using the bathroom, no baby. Um, at one point, I was like, Solomon, just leave these people here. This was like 2 a.m. or something. I'm like, leave these people here, just take me to the hospital pick up some drugs along the way from whomever is selling drugs on the street, pick up whatever we need. So I can just, so you could just get me to the other side. Cause I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it to the other side, but he was so supportive. He was so supportive. And so was the doula. Um, and then my midwife, she had like a, an assistant, I forget her actual title, but um, they really were like, Alicia, you can do it. You can do it. You know, massaging me, we're doing all these techniques. And I honestly, guys, at one point, I was like, I just can't see myself on the other side. Like, I don't know how the baby is going to get here. And then I'm going to still be here because this is just painful. Like, I, I just can't really see how we're going to get to the other side. But really, it was like Jesus and Solomon. Like, he just kept saying, like, you can do it. Like, you, it's, you can do it. Just keep, just keep. And at some point, the next morning, on the side of the bed, all over that carpet, I squatted and pushed her out. And she came out and she wasn't crying. She was huge. Okay. I was like, are you sure this is, she looks very big. Um, and she just came on out and attached to my breast and she was just, looking at me I'm looking at her I'm like sis we made it to the other side because I really I really was not certain how you were going to be here and I was still going to be here like yeah you know they say like birth and death meet at the whatever I truly I that is where I was at that intersection of like if she makes it without me I understand how like I I just want to get her to the other side and then I forgot that like the placenta comes after because with the twins, you know, it was a surgery. So they pulled it out or whatever. I don't, I can't recall, but I'm sitting there, she's nursing and I'm like, guys, I'm still in pain. Like something is wrong. Please don't tell me another baby is about to come out. Cause that's the, that's not the end of this story. And then the placenta came shooting out blood everywhere, okay? And I was trying to be the crunchy mom, and I had already paid for them to put the daggone placenta into some pills because in my head, I was going to take said pills per all the articles. Once I saw that thing on the ground, I said, no, ma'am. No, ma'am, Pam. I, <laughs> we're still going to do it because that's what we paid for, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the people said we supposed to do. <laughs> I'll never forget y'all like three to four months after Luna Solomon was like, are you going to take these pills? I was like, fine. I, we, you could just. <laughs> <I can't>. <laughs> <laughs> you want to put the pills on the black market. Just like, Hey, 
listen to me, okay? That's what all the people say that you're supposed to do. And that's what I paid to do. I really am over here just cracking up <laughs> at Alicia. <laughs> Alicia's like, all y'all have is lied when you told me <laughs> what this was supposed to be like. All of y'all lied. <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> but you want to know something wild? One of my Neos had a baby right after me at home, and it was all the heavenly bliss that the articles talk about. Now, I haven't talked to sis on the phone, I, I only via text. So, you know, but she was just like, how beautiful it was. And how, I was like, hmm. Hmm. It's all say. those things. It really is. It's all those it things. Really, because the other thing, remember, y'all, that happens is that Pitocin, our body gets a dose of it. And so I truly can't. You see how easily I'm telling the story? I truly can't really feel that pain that I felt because of the Pitocin. So we'll go with that. But I, I recall the pain leading up, though. We have this mental yeah. memory of it, right? This like, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to die. But why can't I feel like, but I know, but now I can't even, what? Here I am pregnant again. Come die again. Like, <laughs> go through it all over. <laughs> Y'all, I did die and I came back. Like, I'm back. That part. Ooh. That's what we need to start telling, right? Yeah. Like, you might feel like it's over, literally. It's and you might say that too. I think every single person has said at one point during their labor, it's over for me. Y'all take me. Just take the baby. <laughs> just, just take the baby. And I will be, please take care of her. Just leave me here. All I can think was y'all can just take her and leave me. Because I don't know how we both going to make it out. Like, <sighs> well, yeah. we appreciate you sharing the rawness of that because it is it truly is all of those it's this like this if it, it, it like you said it's that threshold of life and death like it is a all-consuming body and mental experience and like when even when you try to fully describe it to people I don't even actually think there there aren't words for no. what it feels like there really aren't <laughs> it and is. I love that baby I love all three of them <laughs> But when I tell you I ain't doing it again, I ain't, mm, no, mm, mm, no, ma'am, Pam, mm, mm, don't sign me up. And I used to, so, so my best friend, let me tell y'all something crazy. So my best friend um, has endometriosis, right? And so I all, all little, little, I had always promised her that if she needed me to, I would carry a baby for her. And her husband was like, I don't know. And Solomon was like, I don't know. But I was like, that's my best friend. You know, I would do anything for her. So um, I'm going to send her this link, too, so she can get connected with y'all. But she's pregnant. The long and short is she's pregnant with twins. Um, and she is like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and so I said, thank goodness. Now I don't got to carry that baby for you. I said, because sis, I was going to do it because I love you. But my God. I would have had to psych my, you know, get myself psyched up. Um, so, yeah, would I have another home birth? Ooh. I, mm, I'm glad that I got to experience it. You know, and they say things like, oh, you're just so strong now. And I'm like, am I? 
I just feel like my body ain't the same. This is just a new, this is a new, yep, a new, um, I feel like you, you, you give birth and your body is just different. And so I'm still adjusting to her. And I, I nursed Luna just like I did the mother too. Um, but what's so different about her and, and her dad said it's because we have the twins. She's so like trying to walk and like, she wants to feed herself. Like she's just so fast. And I'm like, wow, like you are doing things very fast. Like, I don't really know what's happening. But he was like, it's because she sees the twins. So she wants to do, you know, she wants to sit at the table with them. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch. Um, And a part of me feels like she's tougher. Mm -hmm. Between that that home birth, between her getting here and then having her brother, because her brother is... um, you know, he's rough with her, like, oh, my baby. But he's like slamming her down on the ground. My baby. He grab her. She be looking. But she's like really tough. It's, it's really interesting. <clears throat> when I think about your um, two birth experiences, it just sounds like it's, it's hard, right? Um, it was hard. Labors were hard. There were a lot of challenges. And I think that sometimes when we have one, we're like, you, I think, yeah, like the epidural didn't take the first one. Yes. Yeah, like yes. you had a lot of thoughts in your mind about what pain and perceptions of pain during labor anyway, right? Like, oh, I got an epidural. This is about to be cool. And then it never takes, right? And you mentally you thought you were getting a break and then it didn't happen. And so then doing that in a home birth setting, knowing that it wasn't even an option now, right? Um, right. Pulling all those things together can be challenging. Just, yeah. Yeah. Not to mention people's face when I told them I was having a home birth, they were like, I'm sorry, you're doing what? Like people were not, <laughs> like there was only five people that I could say it aloud to because other people were like, sis, that's a bad idea. And we're like, me and Simon are like, no, that's what people did for years. Like, But I think what I will not, what I don't regret and what I love is that I got to choose all of the things. And so, like, one of my best friends, like, her fiancé had all my favorite food there. I had my music. I had this. I had that. And because of COVID, I wouldn't have had those opportunities. Um, at one point, they were saying not even Solomon could be back there with me. And I was like, that doesn't even, he created the kid, too. Like, that doesn't even make sense. So I am very grateful that I was able to have her and have all of my things, even amongst the pain. You know, I had all my things, I had all my people. Um, and so I do love that. And I mean, it's something about, cause when I, let me tell y'all. So I'm pushing the head, like they can see the head. Do you, we can see the head, do you wanna see the mirror? No, get the kid out. Let me see the kid when she out. Don't show me no mirror. Don't show me 25% of the way. No, man, just, just let me. But my friend recorded it recorded it and it is it'll just it'll just hit you (laughs) it will hit you I got photos and I got uh, the video and yeah so those are the parts that you can put on that Instagram to be like look at this blissful (laughs) I was naked so I can't I can't I was butt 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 naked but maybe Mm. the audio I could do the audio you could um, yeah, you had a vaginal home birth after you delivered twins. 
be a surgical birth. Come on! That's the thing that you just did, okay? During the pandemic. Yeah. The amount of trusting yourself and trusting your team, trusting your body that that took. It may not have looked beautiful, but to us little birth nerds, that was <laughs> that was like, it. We over here geeking out like, like that is everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The birth nerds. I love it. So yeah. walk us then through postpartum. What what Whew. how's it going? What's it how did it start? What's it looking like? Yeah. I had a wonderful so remember I told you guys that my doula that I was supposed to have, I forget where she was. But anyway, I'm so glad I had Stephanie. Stephanie was so I mean, I was in so much pain. My 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 I was in pain from holding certain positions. And so when you're laboring at home, you can do whatever. So I was doing all kind of shit. I'm stuff. Table, downward dog, I, I mean legs up in the air. So <clears throat> the pain was me holding those positions and pushing. Um, so the first five days, I could not walk. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, and Solomon was there. The twins, God mom, she kept them for the week, thank God. And so it was just me and Luna in the bed, Solomon in the bed, and then the... Um, I don't want to call her a postpartum doula, but she did postpartum services, you know, bath and all that jazz. Um, and then everybody came to the apartment. It was nice because we told people what we needed and they came and did that, you know. So friends came, they brought food or they went to the store for us or um, they were trying to help clean up. But Solomon, he that's his area. So he wanted to, to clean. But um, so in the beginning, I, I, I was just in a lot of pain. So then slowly every day I got a little better, 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 a little better. Um, but she from the beginning, uh, you know, the, the first couple months is always a little blurry. I'm sure there was the sleepless nights, but I can't really remember, honestly. Um, but I, I with her. So with the twins, they always had each other. Right. So they were in their own bassinet together or their own crib together. So they never slept in a bed with us because they had each other with her. I felt so bad for her because it was just her. <laughs> so some nights, you know, I would put her in a bed with me or, you know, with us. And, um, but eventually she, she can now sleep in the room, you know, with her brother and her sister just fine. But, um, she nursed, the other thing that happened this time that didn't happen with the twins, when she, when I nursed her the first three to four months, I, I got cramps or something. I forget what it's called. I was calling the midwife like, why am I in pain? And I think she said, your vagina is contracting. Something is contracting. And I'm like, what? Did I miss this the first time? Your uterus. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that was, that was painful. That, I do recall that. That was painful. Um, but she wasn't a, a, a crier, and she isn't now, honestly. So that was not that was not a thing. It was just like that first week or so where my body was just kind of like getting back, getting back, getting back. And, you know, while you're nursing, you're hungry, 
Um, I was able, cause I had hired someone um, to manage my practice. So I was able to ease back into work a little better as opposed to the twins. I felt like I had to like jump right back in. So that was helpful. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I recall. Now, we didn't have the same, so like with the twins, like my grandma came to stay with us initially. My mother-in-law was there initially. Um, and with her, we didn't have that. So it was really he and I, like working as a team, taking nights, taking days. Um, and we do, we co-parent really well. So that was the, that's, that was a really good experience. I think you said like being intentional about postpartum, but specifically for those who have multiples, like making sure you got that extra support because, you know, the other kiddos still need attention and snacks and naps and all those wonderful and beautiful things. So making sure that you have um, someone to manage that too, as you're healing and also like getting acquainted with the new one that you're adding to your to your family and I think it also shifts like what healing looks like right because I feel like with yes. and initially and I mean it it can also maybe be different when you already have multiple so having twins like there are already two bodies and two babies that you're taking care of but there still is like you know this is the second time that your body did this like Danielle mentioned so like healing is going to take a little bit longer yes different shifts with like how the birth went or how um, Luna was in the womb. So just like you said, getting acquainted to your new body, right? Like you, Mm -hmm. you, I think it's like once you, you've done it and you've healed, you feel like, all right, I know this body. I know, I know what this feels like. I know what this does. And then you're like, wait, I got to start all over. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and moms honestly still have a bad rep right about um trying to differentiate from your children um there's this meme floating around that's like you know I'm out getting lit and people like where the baby at like that's literally my life like if people see me out without the kids they're like well what you know and I'm like they with their daddy or you know what I mean or with their grandma or whoever you know so we really have a bad rep and I'm really trying to change that because I as a therapist I work with a ton of moms who can't find themselves. I don't know who I am or the kids leave and they're like, what is my life? And so, yes, I love being a mom. You know, I I don't regret it or anything, but I'm also Alicia outside of that. And so that, I think this time around with Luna, um, I was so thrown off by like the length of the healing process and Solomon just kept reminding me, like, you just had a whole baby. Like, it's okay. It's okay. But in my head, I'm like, but I had her vaginally and I nurse. Like, I should be able to just be fine. And it just doesn't work that way. Your body takes what it needs to take. And so that was really difficult for me this time around. Are there any things that you wanted to share in addition, you know, to a lot of things we spoke on today? Um, mm-hmm. with our listeners that it could be advice. It could be just, you know, just additional thoughts about your whole process. Mm-hmm. I definitely encourage people to do what works for you, whether that is a home birth or a hospital birth, a planned cesarean or a vaginal, natural or with drugs. Like, don't feel like you have to do 
what the next mom is doing. Um, and the same goes for childcare. In the pandemic, some of us sent our kids back to daycare. Some of us stay home. And I had a mom friend who called me and she's like, I feel so guilty. And I'm like, you have to do what's best for your family. If you need a nanny, get a nanny. If you need to send them to daycare and you be at home, do that. And so I think it's already difficult to, to have so many roles. You got to be a partner. You got to be a mom. You got to be this. You got to be that. Um, you don't need the extra. You don't need the, well, I didn't do it this way. So it doesn't make me this. So I didn't do it that way. I think you, you have to do what's best for you and your family. What's best for you and your family? Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on like just just a constant reminder because you're so right. There's yep. so much thrown at us about all the roles that we have. Yep. That it's like I just let me be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was mm-hmm. even amplified a lot during this pandemic time where people are like, "Yes, you know, I'm still out here getting it. I'm doing this." <laughs> you know, it's like everybody's not. Everybody, some of us are are resting more than we ever have. Some of us are making different choices. Some of us are trying to grind out certain projects and trying to figure out what to do as a parent, right? Um, Just like you said, what type of childcare works best for your family, if there's any childcare at all, and that's okay. Yep, yep, yep. Whether you, you know, homeschool or outschool or unschool, I couldn't imagine, I mean, the the twins are not school age, but I my hat goes off to all the parents that had to teach during this time. I'm the, I'm just not built for that. So, you know, we all we all have to swim in our own soup, and yeah, you don't you don't need the outside pressure telling you how hot your soup needs to be, how thick it needs to be. It's it's your soup. So, oh, I love that analogy. I have to be out here like my soup is thick. <laughs> Goodbye. In room temperature. Right. <laughs> oh. That's how I like it. Thank you. Yep. Keep it moving. Yeah. That's it. I love it. Alicia, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We love thank being you. able to see our people again. Um, we really, really appreciate this. So. Thank you Thank so you. much. This just this just revitalized me. You guys have to keep telling our stories because it matters. Yes. It yes. does matter. So if you guys ever question like, God, should we give this up? You know, mm-hmm. if you need to rest, then rest. But mm-hmm. if you got it, you know, keep telling our stories because somebody has to. Thank you. Listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com.